Hello there, and thank you for dropping by. This is the club and teaching you together. When you find the well, hello. And here we are with the second instalment of Kraut's series against the alt-right. And, uh, well, when I said, <laughs> when I said that I thought his next video might be better, uh, what I meant was, with the first one, the RK thing, he was really just arguing pedantically about a framework and its applicability and various, you know, that kind of thing. I, I thought that with the next episodes, he's going to be talking more about science. And indeed, he is talking more about science. But unfortunately, he brings the same attitude to his second video, which is one of condescension and chronic pedantry. And so he doesn't do better. In fact, he's he seems to be doing worse. And again, I'm wondering if there's any need for me to do this video at all, because I think increasing numbers of his own subscribers are getting the idea uh, simply by watching him. Uh, he seems to be bleeding subscribers. And, I, you know, I don't say that smugly. I, it's a shame. But he's bringing it on himself. So, what can you say? <clears throat> he's ploughing on with this. He's yeah, he's just going to have to crash and burn, I think. In the meantime, he does have a large number of subscribers who... Uh, they just click the like button because it's Kraut, and he's their friend, I think. So, you know, he will be encouraged by that, and that is why he. I think he's going to continue doing this, even with all the bad press that it's bringing him from more discerning viewers. So, let's go through it. <laughs> it's, it, it feels really exploitative making this video, I have to say, because... It's like analysing how somebody has made a fool of himself. So, yeah, feels kind of pervy, to be honest. It's sort of morally suspect to be doing this. But anyway, here we go. So he spends the first entire minute, well, the first entire minute of the video is uh, it comprises clips of various alt-right people and Stefan Molyneux, who is not alt-right. And anyway, it's clips of various people saying things which Kraut presumably thinks condemn them. And this footage, which was already shown in the first video and doesn't actually prove anything or even demonstrate anything, really, is then treated with ex what I would say is distracting VHS effects, uh, style over substance. But it does take up an entire minute and five seconds, so it pads out the video somewhat. And there's a lot of padding going on. Uh, so, okay, he then begins, Kraut begins by, again, thanking the two scientists who helped him with that. But I think, I have to say, I think that he's doing this not so much out of politeness, but because he does it at the start of the video rather than the end of the video, <laughs> I think he's doing it to immediately bring a sense of academic prestige to the production. He's reminding people, I consulted real scientists when I made this. So I think that's why he's doing it. It doesn't really make sense to start the video with that. Um, but whatever. Uh, so, again, we, we're, we are reminded that this comes from you know, the, the, the top of scientific academia. 
the knowledge, the the wisdom and understanding <laughs> that he brings to this uh, to this video. Although quite why a neurologist would be an expert on racial genetics, uh, I don't know. And you know, I'm not even pretending to be one myself. I'm clearly not an expert. But the thing is, when you obviously when you bring a scientist into this stuff, the assumption is, well, he'll know what he's talking about. But it's very clear that this guy doesn't. Uh, this this friend of his. But I'll get to that in a wee minute. So uh, the next thing crowd does, and again, you know, it's just it, there are so many own goals here. The next thing he does is he says that he established in the previous video that the alt-right don't understand sexual reproduction. But, unfortunately, in saying this, he's only reaffirming that he doesn't understand our use of the RK framework. Um, and he was called out on this misunderstanding with his first video in the comments and in the replies to it. And yet here he is ploughing on with it regardless, pretending, pretending that he is more intelligent than us and more wise than us and more honest than us. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just a lie. So that's the, that's the third com uh, remark I have to make about this. And then, ah, right, then he misunderstands a statement about majority view, uh, trusting expert consensus, or the correct approach to handling expert consensus. Should you trust it? Should you rely on it? How much should you rely on it? And, you know, he misinterprets the following statement. Theoretically, you should be able to work directly in, uh, with the facts instead of asking experts. But realistically, in the real world, nobody has enough time to find all the facts themselves. So you have to ask experts because nobody has enough time to do all that research. He misinterprets that as experts don't matter. And, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. It's a bit more complicated than that, but I can't remember the exact details now. But he basically says that they all right have a very cavalier and dismissive attitude towards experts, and that's just not the case. Now, then we get to the the very long interlude because in this video, uh, Kraut has enlisted the help of his neurologist friend, Doctor Deodorant, and there's. <laughs> And what I should say first about this guy, this this neurologist, Dr. Deodorant literally represents himself as a brain with a professor's mortarboard. <laughs> the brain sort of floats in the, in the middle of the screen. And I have never, I have never seen such an obvious demonstration of, of academic pretension. He's desperate for you to think that he's clever. He's nothing but a brain. The only thing that matters with this guy is his brain. What do you come to this guy for? His brains. <laughs> he's just full of intelligence. <sighs> so he's basically kraut with a qualification in something. That seems to be the, the summary for Dr. Deodorant. And then, what do we get from him? We get a fucking huge and it's eight minutes long, a huge and unnecessary lecture about sickle cell anemia, which adds very little to the discourse, but drowns people with science, which is the whole point of it. So, <clears throat> and the thing is that he's, he, mis the, the guy, he misunderstands things himself. Uh, this, he, he seems to think that racists believe in race. And, you know, 
I've watched the thing several times, and yeah, this is this is what I've taken from it. Doctor Deodorant thinks that racists believe in race purely because some people have, for example, uh, a genetic tendency towards sickle cell anemia, and that but that is the only racial genetic marker. But then racists make the leap of associating other characteristics with that gene, and therefore with that group, that racial group. <sighs> But, I mean, this is so autistic. The reason people associate characteristics with a particular race is, well, it's experience, it's uh, stereotypes, and history. And the the things they hear, the things they see themselves. So it's nothing... I mean, most people never delve into the genetic stuff. So to say that, well, we associate, well, for example, low IQ with blacks because we associate low IQ with the sickle cell gene which they happen to have... or. I mean, that is just absolute nonsense. And again, maybe I've misunderstood this uh, uh, this interlude by Dr. Deodorant, but I don't think I have. At any rate, if I misunderstood it, having watched it three times, I imagine most people did, because frankly, he went on at excessive length. And, uh, well, that, okay, I'll move on. He then says that there are at least 52 genes involved with intelligence, associated with how intelligent a person is or isn't. And he says there are probably many more than that. We know of 52 genes. But then he says that there is no reason to associate these 52 genes with the sickle cell gene. But nobody's doing that. I I don't know where he pulls that out from. And then he quotes a medical paper. There is little consensus on what race or ethnicity means, or on how it should be defined and measured. Now, this is the the type of pedantry that you get from people who use biology and science in order to disprove the idea of race. They say that, well, it's it's not clear. It's not uh, absolute. And this is really the, the main thrust of, well, my response video. This is like saying that because night bleeds into day, which then bleeds into night, there's no such thing as night and day. We can't define them, because we don't know where they begin or end. We don't know where the boundaries are. But that's just, again, it's just silly. It's it's nonsense. So, and, and in the real world, and I understand that in a scientific setting, you want to be as precise as possible. Of course you do. But in the real world, people do not need that level of precision in order to create, transmit, and handle concepts uh, based on what they see around them. Namely, the concepts of, well, race, races, racial categories. We don't need this level of precision. And indeed, that level of precision would eventually, uh, if we were to try to live by it, it would make life impossible. It would, it would just, we would, we would never get anywhere. And this is why we have heuristics, it's why we have stereotypes, it's why we have ambiguity in language. It's to—it's in order to handle, it's to make things handleable uh, for most people, for the vast majority of people, in the vast majority of circumstances. Uh, I mean, this is just common sense. I can't believe I need to say this. And, you know, in the end, I know what I mean by a black person, and you know what I mean by a black person. The fact that there are some people who might or might not fit into that category, because they're mixed or whatever, really doesn't matter. 
Uh, and you know what I mean by a white person, and I know what I mean by a white person. And the fact that there are some people who are on the edge of those of that category, it, it really doesn't make any difference. The category, the concept, is still valid, and therefore the category certainly holds something. And that's all we need. That's all we need as human beings in order to <laughs> converse on the subject. And just to go on about this, he, he reads out, uh, yeah, there are no clear definitions on where racial boundaries start and end, as I've established. I think that's, it's just not a problem in real life. It's a problem in medical science, sure, but people do not run by medical science. People do not live by that day to day. The, right, okay, so there are no clear definitions on where racial boundaries start and end. Therefore, in a medical context, self-assigned race or ethnicity is the most commonly used technique in order to measure a trait. And then he goes on very condescendingly, if there is a need to explain to you why using self-assigned race as an argument for the existence of race puts you in a pretty bad position, then there is actually no point in trying to save you intellectually. Well, Dr. Deodorant, I think really you are being ridiculous. and I mean, just so pedantic. And I know it makes you feel so clever. It's just so tedious. It's so tedious. You're just slowing the conversation down with this level of uh, autism. <sighs> Fuck's sake. You know, in another... In another life, Dr. Deodorant might have been a nice, likeable guy. Alright, so then he says, I'm not sure if there's any more I want to say about this. So self-assigned, yeah, well, I read a study, was it 98, but like scientists match someone's self-assigned ethnicity. They, they analyse the person's genetics and then ask them, what would you say you are? And they look at the person's genetics, and 98% of the time, it's, it's the same. The person's self-assigned race or ethnicity matches what the scientists have found. So it's not... I mean, again, even if that were not the case, it would still be the case that the person's self-assigned ethnicity would probably match what the vast majority of other people would say about them. So in our context, the human context, that's all we need. But even then, biology does match up, does find the same results as... 98% uh, of the time, as the person says about themselves. So, again, I mean, it's just silly. There is no problem here. There, there, is, there is no problem um, using these terms. And he goes on uh, quoting someone saying, we should only use race in a medical context when there are no better alternatives and the benefits outweigh the disadvantages. Well, fair enough. Um, I, I don't really have anything to say about that, to be honest. And then race is neither reliably measurable nor reliably predictive of other variables. Well, here's the thing. We don't need it to be reliably predictive of all other variables. Because the salient things are, first of all, are these different peoples going to get along together? And in most circumstances, they will short term, but long term there will be conflict. And the other thing is, what is their average IQ? What is their average aggression level, impulsivity, time preference, and so on? And the races do differ in those ways. So race is reliably predictive of those variables. And that's all we need. 
and then Kraut comes back on. That's the, the interlude from his friend over. Then Kraut comes back on and goes on for 11 minutes from 1525 to 2630 about heterozygosity, saying that it does not automatically or proportionately, proportionately generate subspecies. So how the heterozygosity of a species, the genetic diversity within it, does not equal necessarily subspecies within that species. And in doing this, he is attempting to debunk an argument that Ryan Falk never made. It's, he's going up against Ryan Falk here. And by the way, you fool. <laughs> going up against Ryan Falk. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? Um, uh, whatever, you've made the mistake. And he's made a very good reply video, as usual. I'll link to that below. So, what I wanted to say about this bit, the 11 minutes about heterozygosity, is that it's ex that what he's trying to get across, and does get across, is extremely simple, yet he takes 11 minutes to do it. So that's an entire third of the video. An entire third of, of that video is spent on this simple and ultimately irrelevant thing. What a fool. <laughs> anyway, he then gets it wrong about different subspecies not being able to breed fertile offspring together. but And this is to do with race, because he thinks that the alt-right say that different human races are subspecies. And that's the problem. Uh, in the alt-right, we don't really use that term, subspecies, because it is it is fairly arbitrary, and it doesn't matter whether you call different races, like Sub-Saharan Africans, Europeans, uh, and so on, different subspecies or not. It's You're still left with the same reality, regardless of the terms that you've attached to it. So he spends a long, long time on this, and in the end, it's not even relevant. But what he's saying is, by, through his, by being pedantic about terminology, what Kraut is trying to prove is that because different human races are not different subspecies, therefore there is no such thing as human races. It's, uh, it, because it's not scientifically verifiable, therefore it doesn't exist. So then we get a graphic, which I'll put up on screen. And this is all about the fact that if two populations have a trait in which the, the rate of that trait converge, con converges, uh, sorry, their respective, uh, what do you say, levels of that trait converge so that you've got a, an overlap, uh, Kraut says that if that happens, then that trait cannot be used to define those two groups. Uh, it's actually very... It, what he says is, there is no room within a natural science like biology, which is based on empirical evidence and falsifiability, for nonsensical, wishy-washy, overlapping nonsense. For nonsensical nonsense. And... The thing is, this is only true if you require the categories to be absolutely distinct. In other words, these two uh, groups cannot have any overlap at all in their ownership of this trait. Uh, but that's an entirely arbitrary demand. There is no reason for that. Uh, there's no reason for that to be your prerequisite. And uh, therefore, there is no reason to be stalled by this when the two groups do overlap. This is all about IQ. Uh, well, it's not just about IQ, but 
Ike is the, the example that he gives. And uh, what he's saying is that, and then he, well, he actually goes on to say the following, which I couldn't believe. He said, categorizing people racially on the basis of intelligence would make a black person with a high IQ a white person. I mean, how spergy could you get? <laughs> um, I don't know if I've explained this quite. I, I don't know. I don't have the words. I'm sorry if I'm not explaining this correctly or clearly. But uh, essentially, if, if we say that white people have this IQ range and black people have this IQ range, but then the, the two ranges overlap, then this is not... Then these two then this is not a good way or valid way to define these two groups, white people and black people. But that's just silly. They're, they, as I say, it's, that's an entirely arbitrary demand that these two things have no overlap at all. And uh, again, in biology, uh, that kind of absolute distinctness, as, as I understand, is very rare indeed. It's, no, it's very far from a prerequisite for demarcating between species or subspecies. And... Something else that I want to say about this it just occurred to me after filming. I thought, oh, maybe I should say this. What you've got to remember is the whole point of Kraut's video here is to disprove the idea of race, of different types of human. And uh, is that not just on its face clearly stupid and dishonest? And what he's doing is he's saying that, well, because you can't demarcate between the, the races biologically using this method, or that method, therefore there are no demarcate. There are there is no way to demarcate between the races. Therefore, there are no races. And I, the, the whole point of it is to make you think that well, we're, we are all just one race, the human race, you know, kumbaya. And that, it's just absolutely. It is obviously nonsense. That's obviously not true. There obviously are different races. And again, as I said earlier, the fact that they are able to merge into each other and do in practice merge into each other the the lines between them are blurry doesn't matter that does not change the fact that our lived existence is one in which we see different types of people who whose differences apart from the individual things are governed by their divergent evolutionary histories so that is just a fact and i don't know if he would deny that I think what I think what Crowd denies is that because you cannot describe the differences using this method or that method, because you haven't found a consistent method by which to to demarcate between these uh, groups, uh, therefore there is just no point talking about different groups at all. And I think that is just so so spergy and and just dishonest. Um, do you seriously think that there will never come a time when science can demarcate very clearly and consistently between the different races of the human species? Do you really think 
that this this holy grail is just never going to come, and therefore the whole thing is nonsense. The whole thing is a some kind of chimera. Of course, that's not the 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 case. Of course, different races exist. If the whole point of his video was to prove that races don't exist, first of all, he failed, and second, why would you even attempt that? And third, why would you be so? How could you bring yourself to be so dishonest? And especially when you call yourself a sceptic, when you call yourself somebody who just sees the world as it is, not ideologically. <laughs> so you look at the world and you don't see different races? Seriously? I, I don't believe you. I, I think you're you're lying. So I'll, uh, I just wanted to film this wee insert just to underline the ridiculousness of Kraut's video, but more what he's trying to do with this video. Yeah, because you just to underline because you haven't found a way to consistently demarcate between the races, therefore there are no races. Bollocks. And then he ends his video by saying that he might make some responses to the laughable videos that alt writers have made to his first instalment. What I would say about this is it's very clear that Kraut has no intention of learning anything uh, except things that would reinforce his worldview. That's what he went into this doing, uh, and hoping to do. His tone throughout uh, these first two videos, at least, is arrogant, dismissive, and superior, and condescending. He drowns people with pedantry, and explains things at ridiculous length. For example, the stork thing and the spurious relationship. He spends 60 seconds, a full minute, explaining what a spurious relationship is. Can you believe that? And then, of course, Dr. Deodorant did the same thing with the sickle cell thing, which was, I mean, just absurdly overlong. And what they're doing is they're trying to drown the viewer with verbiage and thus create an aura, an aura, sorry, of intellectual weight, academic rigor, uh, education, uh, so that you just can't disagree with, and you would be a fool to disagree with this. And look at all those alt writers who are being fools by disagreeing with this. <laughs> what I'll leave you with is uh, this quote from Ryan Falk, which was quoted by Crowd dismissively, and yet I can't see what's wrong with it. Here it is. One tactic of race denial, such as Crowd's, is to get really hard up on some super explicit definition of race. Races are obviously just populations of people geographically separated that interbred and thus are genetically and physically distinguishable. That's obviously true, and all you need. And we should be able to just go forward and talk about the genetic differences between these races. Yes. Uh, I, you don't need them to be absolutely distinct. That's just silly. So I think I'll leave it at that. I, I mean, I, honestly, I didn't... I, I wasn't sure whether to continue this series of response videos to Kraut, because this second video, he's, he's doing it himself. He's crucifying himself. What an arse. I'll leave it at that. Thanks for watching. Theory. Theory. Fiery. Fiery.
Fear.